Sorry to notify everyone that the world may be ending. The Dallas Cowboys completed a trade for two-time Pro Bowl defensive end Robert Quinn in exchange for just a six-round pick in 2020. This is actually a good trade, and the world ending is the only explanation I have. Godspeed. (laughs) On that note, welcome back to another edition of Prem Brulee. The number one podcast in your headphones. Don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever play yourselves. I'm your host, Premo Bot of the Play Call Network. And let's get going on, yeah, fam or not. Of course, what's on everybody's mind is NCAA tournament. This time last week, we had a Sweet 16 set. Now we are on to the Final Four. And after a chalk end to Weekend 1, these Sweet 16 and Elite 8 matchups did not disappoint. In uh, Duke's region, they had the top four seeds remaining. It wound up being number one versus number two, Duke versus Michigan State. Uh, Duke had narrowly escaped another close game against ACC rival Virginia Tech, um, but then fell to Michigan State, the two seed, by one point. In Gonzaga's region, also the top four seeds headed into weekend two, and In this region, Texas Tech stifling defense claimed number two seed Michigan and number one Gonzaga as victims on their way to their first Final Four in their school's history. Virginia's region had a 1-2-3 and a 12 seed. Virginia survived an upside bid from Oregon and Carson Edwards' historic three-point shooting in a Purdue overtime to avenge their disappointing 1-versus-16 upset from last year to make the Final Four. And lastly, in North Carolina's region, there was a 1-2-3 and a 5 seed. In this region, Auburn made it to their first Final Four in school's history as well. They went on a 14-0 run to start the second half en route to a dominating win over North Carolina. Then, overcame adversity with their injured forward, Chuma Okiki, who devastatingly tore his ACL in their win against UNC, to beat SEC rival Kentucky in overtime. This was Auburn's only win against Kentucky this season at the perfect time. Uh, It was their third meeting of the year, too. So, yeah, Femina, do I like the result of this Final Four? Michigan State, Texas Tech, Virginia, and Auburn. I'm a nod of this. After a chalk weekend and me being for it, you knew I wasn't going to like this one. Auburn and Texas Tech are not good news for ratings. I know college basketball people are hoping for a Sparty UVA final. I love underdog stories like I said last episode, but I want to see the Blue Bloods duke it out in the final four. Duke it out. See what I did there? Wow. (laughs) And on that note... That low-hanging fruit of a joke. Before I begin, let's sound the alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. We talk about Michigan State getting a bad draw, the top two seed having to be in the top one seed's region. How about how much that sucked for Duke? I wanted Duke to win it all, selfishly. Apparently I was leading a bracket pool, unknowingly just minding my own business. Then people let me know and everything went to shit. So, you all know who you are. 
I hope whoever you guys are rooting for lose. And that y'all go step on a room full of Legos. Hit it again. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. Sticking in college basketball and sticking with Duke. Yeah, fam or not, Duke's season is a disappointment after they exited in the Elite Eight. Of course, Duke's resume is highlighted by one of the best recruiting classes ever and three likely top five first-round NBA draft picks, an ACC tournament championship, an overall number one seed. Is it a failure that they didn't reach the Final Four, let alone not win a title? So I'm going to go with the yeah fam. I am not one of those that said they had to win the title. But if we're being fair with this, the talent on this roster, them narrowly escaping two different games and then losing the third, I would say I'm a yeah fam to this season being a disappointment. Now there's going to be more on this later, but... I have to be fair in just this statement saying that it was a disappointment for them to exit in the Elite Eight. They exited to a hell of a team in Michigan State and a team really catered towards being able to deal with the talent of Duke. But anyway. I'm undefeated. Never lost. Fuck that. And fuck my bracket. And again, step on Legos. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. People that told me about how good I was doing just to see me crash and burn. Last but not least, yeah fam or nah? College coaches who leave their contracts early for other jobs should have to sit out a year. <laughs> I'm sure you can sense the sarcasm in this, but nonetheless this comes from the fact that Nate Oates, former Buffalo basketball coach, just took a job at Alabama. Fine, great, good for him. Big, huge program in the SEC. But he did it just 20 fucking days after he accepted a five-year contract extension at Buffalo. So I know the yeah fam or not part of this was sarcasm. But I feel compelled to answer anyway. I'm a nod to this. Obviously, I don't mean a coach should have to sit out. But I included it on here just to illustrate how ridiculous it is for coaches to accuse players of quitting on their team for transferring. Or the fact that players have to sit out a year when they switch schools, yet they can just go do it willy-nilly. With no consequences. In fact, their consequences are they have to buy out a contract, which their new school will happily do. And then their new school turns around and gives them more money. Not of this one, and not of the concept of a coach being against transfers or blocking transfers. Any of that bullshit. Because you'd fucking hate it if a school blocked an opportunity for you to get a better job, yet these players are doing what's best for them and they want to be called out for it. Now it's time for likey, no likey, hate it. And my first likey is to LeBron passing on the World Cup this summer in China. You know, it's not that I'm not patriotic or whatever, but it's for very good reason. It is because filming begins on Space Jam 2. Let's fucking go. Changing notes a little. Um, my... Other likey of the week goes to the Purdue Athletic Program. They renamed the Student Gate at Ross Aid Stadium after the late Tyler Trent. Such a fantastic move. Of course, Trent's story became famous on College Game Day, where he predicted Purdue's upset of Ohio, of Ohio State in Ross Aid Stadium. Of course, we all know the story. Purdue won. 
but his story inspired many, and he raised a lot of money for cancer research, um, despite having a bad prognosis of his own. So love the move by Purdue. Despite being a likey that the NFL draft is quickly approaching, I am a no likey to the NFL draft caps. Ew. They tried to incorporate state flags into the mix and state and city identities. No likey. You get a chance, take a look at some of them. They are bad, bad. Okay. My hate it for this week is, of course, they just can't remain quiet or can't rest on the fact that they made a good move, but my hate it goes to the Dallas Cowboys. They gave an extension to Randy Gregory through the year 2020, despite his indefinite suspension. I guess the world really isn't ending. We're back, guys. Don't worry about it. I know I said it earlier, but we've come back down from doomsday. Because it's only right that the Cowboys regulate and make a stupid-ass move like this, right? What in the hell is wrong with these people? You gotta be fucking kidding me. Jerry, you fucking genius, you. No, 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 no. This time is gonna be different. 86 times a charm, right, Jerry? I'm undefeated, never lost. Fucking idiot. (laughs) My idiots is a perfect segue into You Played Yourself. To connect to the headline from earlier, the first you played yourself goes to NCAA Basketball Networks. You might just play yourselves and better hope you don't get a Texas Tech vs. Auburn National Championship with a final score of 50-46. to You will have played yourself in that case. Sticking with the general theme of March Madness here, next you played yourself goes to UCLA Basketball, getting turned down left and right for prime coaching targets. They have set their sights on TCU's Coach Dixon and Cincinnati's Mick Cronin. After being turned down by high-profile targets like Coach Calipari, who their offer did so much that Coach Cal now has a lifetime contract he's accepted from Kentucky. Wow. UCLA's basketball program has fallen so far, they are now turning other coaches into Lifetime coaches at one school. Yikes. Still, though, whoever takes that job is about one good recruiting class in college basketball away from being a contender, and UCLA sure has the history, the campus, and the area to attract high school recruits. Okay, back to on the court. You played yourself. I mentioned him earlier, but Purdue point guard Carson Edwards, who congratulations was named a first-team All-American by the AP Associated Press, he went 10 for 19 from three against Virginia in their 80 to 75 overtime loss. He had a historic 28 three pointers in four tournament games, which is a record for the NCAA tournament. But you know the rules, Carson. You played yourself because it was all for an early exit. And the rest of your team played themselves by not helping you out. Congrats to Purdue, though. Yeah, you can sound it. <laughs> Heavy alert, heavy alert, heavy alert. Last but not least, my You Played Yourself goes to people questioning whether Coach K and Coach Cow are overrated. You played yourselves. Like I said earlier, it's okay to question whether Duke and Kentucky, for that matter, disappointed by not making Final Fours. But calling those two overrated, especially, is ridiculous. 
everybody wants to compare Coach K's Duke team's early exit to something like the Warriors team exiting early from the NBA playoffs. No, it's not like if a coach had the Warriors team and didn't win a title. First of all, even the Warriors got taken to seven games by a Rockets team and won partly because Chris Paul didn't even fucking play. The better example would be is if you gave a coach the Warriors team as rookies. Because these are all 18 and 19 year olds. Everybody's just expecting to just breeze through the tournament. If you call Coach K and Coach Cal overrated because they don't take these recruiting classes far enough, keep in mind who's beating them. Teams like Michigan State with eighth-year sophomores who have a whole bunch of experience, been playing since Tom Izzo was a coach of Michigan State in his first year, it seems like. You don't see rookies in the NBA winning right away. Well, neither do a bunch of fucking freshman college students who've been in college for one semester. The better example to compare Duke to would be the Oklahoma City Thunder teams when they had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden and got owned by the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. That's more of a valid comparison than saying Duke not making it to the championship is like the Warriors losing early in the NBA playoffs. You played yourselves. And another thing, more than half the battle in college basketball is recruiting And Coach K and Coach Cal consistently are the best at it. So don't ever play yourselves to think that in a single elimination bracket style championship determination like in NCAA that they should get penalized for not winning a best of one. These NBA teams get seven game series to prove themselves. You want to penalize a college team with the best recruits for getting beaten in one game. Anything can happen in one game. How do you think fucking Virginia loses to UMBC as 16 seed last year? How do you think Loyola of Chicago makes a Final Four? It's because in any one game, anything can happen. Don't be an idiot and compare totally different playoff formats, college basketball and NBA, and use it to determine why two of the most legendary coaches are overrated. Don't fucking play yourselves. I'm trying to put you on game here. Now I know who you got and what you're feeling. And last week, I made my picks for the Final Four. I just wanted to recap that and lead with my dude Kawhi Leonard right now. (laughs) Holy nuts did I play myself here. I went with Duke, Tennessee, UNC, and Gonzaga. That is a whopping 0 for 4. I'm undefeated, never lost. Yikes. Only two of my four made the Elite Eight, won their Sweet 16 game, and none of those made it to the Final Four. So on that note, this week I might as well pick who I think is going to win it all, so you can do the opposite. I'm going to go with the low-hanging fruit and say it's going to be Virginia-Michigan State in the National Championship game on Monday, and I am going to go with Michigan State over Virginia, Sparty getting their first title since 2000. So probably do the opposite, guys. And as the NBA season wraps up, I wanted to stray a little bit a little bit away from mostly college basketball right now and talk about the NBA playoff picture and my picks for how I think those are going to go. So in the Western Conference, all eight playoff teams are locked in, but the seeding is very much in the air. Even 
the top two seeds in the West are in a close race for getting home court advantage. Of the bottom four teams, the Jazz, Clippers, Spurs, and Thunder, I wanted to make my pick for which one would have best chance at an upset in round one. And I think this would be the popular pick amongst a lot of people, and that would be the Thunder. I think they're probably, I'm willing to say, the only lower team that could force a long series. And that's obviously as long as they don't play the Snakes out of Oakland. A good reminder that Kevin Durant has zero rings. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. In the East, there are five teams vying for three the three final spots in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. The Pistons, Nets, Heat, Magic, and Hornets are all fighting for the final three seeds to make it out of the East. My pick for who gets left out. I'm going to go with the Magic and Hornets. The Hornets have the most work to do and the longest shot, so that's an easy one. Um, But I like the Pistons, Nets, and Heat making the playoffs over the Magic and Hornets. And I also, for a bonus, think the Nets could be a really dangerous first-round matchup because they play well together. My boy D'Angelo Russell is having a breakout season, and you can genuinely feel the love amongst their team. As for what I'm feeling this week, it is securing tickets early to Avengers Endgame. I know it was a mess and people were waiting in line just to buy tickets as if it was some exclusive concert. And I'm definitely feeling the movie being three hours long. Let's fucking go. I want it to be as long as they need to wrap up a very important story that has taken about a decade of our lives. So do it right. And you know how I like to end things? My too much sense for the week? the advice that you didn't ask for, you didn't think you needed, but I'm going to give you anyway. My too much sense for this week is to take a second to appreciate the people in your life and the time you get with them. So Kanye West in the song Big Brother from his graduation album, it was about his dude Jay-Z, said, people never get the flowers while they can still smell them. Let someone know you appreciate them in your life. People deserve to hear while they can Yeah, the very early death of Nipsey Hussle got me feeling some things, but also being in happy events like in attendance at weddings makes me feel like it's always a good time to tell people that you appreciate them being in your life. So that's my too much sense for this week. And that wraps up another edition of the number one podcast in your headphones, Prem Brulee. I've been your host, Premelbot of the Play Call Network. As always, we appreciate the listens. Would appreciate it if you would take time to leave a review on any podcast platform you prefer. Please check out the other Play Call Network podcasts. We're very proud of them. They deserve your ears too. Please tell a friend about Prem Brulee. Tell a friend to tell another friend about Prem Brulee. And we will talk to you next time on the number one podcast in your headphones.